Welcome to the party, pals. I'm Phil Gawthorne, action movie screenwriter. And I'm Liam Billingham, movie podcaster. And together we host Die Hard on a Blank, a podcast from Sugar23 that explores the influence of Die Hard on action cinema. In each episode, we'll talk about one major action movie that was released after Die Hard. Now, some of these movies take place on a bus. On a boat. Or even a roadhouse. Uh, sure. The point is, these are action movies that couldn't exist without Die Hard, and its DNA is everywhere. Die Hard on a Blank is a celebration of action movies and a deep dive into the ways that Die Hard shaped the action genre. So if you're a casual fan or an action movie Die Hard. Ooh, very nice. Then Die Hard on a Blank is for you. Yes, you personally. Our first two episodes, which are all about the original 1988 masterpiece Die Hard, drop December 21st, because Die Hard is a Christmas movie, wherever you get your podcasts. Phil, do the line. Now we have a podcast. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Hello, everybody. This is Liam. Before we jump into this week's episode, I wanted to remind you to please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. This is our final episode of the Philip Seymour Hoffman arc. We're so excited um, and kind of proud that we got through this these films. It was quite an experience. And next, we're going to be embarking on Batman, the Caped Crusader. So please make sure that you're subscribed and tell your Batman-loving friends that two kind of nerdy, pretentious... Uh, dudes are going to do a season on Batman and we're both big Batman fans I think so it won't be uh, it won't be a hate festival Um, please subscribe and let everyone you know about the show thanks so much enjoy I'm Liam Billingham I'm George Friopoulos and this is is a most wanted episode of wow that's by the way what the description very So we are in honor of Gunther. Gunther Bachmann, the star or the lead character, <laughs> not the star of the most it's wanted. It's so transformative. Man. Philip Seymour Hoffman becomes Gunther. In honor of Gunther, I'm, I'm going. We're drinking. No, his accent is very good. That was not it. At it all. is very good. Yeah. Um, I was doing Henry Kissinger more there. Oh yeah, that. Oh, that, that I've, I've awoken. It is time to commit more war crimes. Which actually, <laughs> this film is also kind of about war crimes. It is about war crimes. I text. I, I jokingly texted you um, to say that this film is actually not about 9-11, even though the first... First line is for, about Mohammed Atta. <laughs> yeah, and the, the film opens with <laughs> text that lets us know that this film is exactly about 9-11. So in, in the event that you don't know a film we're talking about, we are talking about A Most Wanted Man from the year of... 2014. 2014, directed by... You do it. Anton Korbjian. Korbjian? Which is not his full like name, he's by Dutch. the way. He's yeah. Dutch. Um, he's very probably there's most, a Johannes in there somewhere probably most prominently known for being the creative visual director for U2 and Depeche Mode he um I'll be your personal he made Jesus a very underrated film called The American starring George Clooney also about assassin from a few years before very good film yeah I like that much film. better than this film um and the film stars uh it's an in- insanely stacked cast of Philip Seymour Hoffman Rachel McAdams uh, do you want to tell everyone your nickname for Rachel McAdams? What was it Rachel McAdams? Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Very bag. clever. Um, Willem Dafoe. Daniel Bruhl, probably best known for playing, for his role in uh, Captain America Civil War. Right. 
Um, Vicky Krebs from, yes. I don't know if it's Krebs or Krebs. Vicky Krebs, probably best known for being in Phantom Thread, for being phenomenal in Phantom Thread. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's not, yeah, she doesn't have a huge role in here, but she's in her. And Nina Haas. Nina Haas. Maybe Germany's greatest living actress. If Who's you haven't seen Phoenix or. Watch Phoenix, it's really good. Um, Barbara. They're both highly recommended. Every movie she made with um, that director whose name escapes me, Joseph Petzold, are, is very, really good. And she's really also much. in Homeland. Is she on Homeland? Yeah, she's on the one season of Homeland. Yeah. Oh, Nina Haas. Yeah. And did you mention um, Robin Wright Penn? And Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Penn. Wright Robin, Wright. Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Robin Wright, formerly of she's the She's escaped from the <laughs> from the penitentiary. From the world's most famous worst didn't author. You, didn't you see what I did there? Penitentiary? No. Uh, what's this film about? So this film is about Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Gunther. Bachman. Who it's is the last film he completed. Yeah, yeah. It was a kind of jaded, um, cynical spy, German spy. I can we can I can take issue with cynical, but Yeah, we can take ahead. issue with that. Who um gets wrapped up in attempting to um save or work with uh, an escaped Chechen or a Chechen a citizen who comes to Germany. Born in Russia. Yeah, whose name is Isa. Isa Karpov. Right, and um, just basically about uh, the story that Isa... It's more about Isa, obviously. The story is more about Isa. The book is a lot more about Isa, from what I understand. And Phyllis Moore Hoffman, obviously, kind of um, as a spy, uses him as an asset to get to a bigger, um, I guess, kind of a... Um, target. Target, thank like you. Fasal uh, Abdallah, who's yeah. like a sort of a prominent... A Muslim activist and um, yeah, philanthropist, philanthropist who um, might have shady ties to a, a shipping company out of a, Cyprus. A Cypriot. Yeah, I was offended. Cip- Cipri- for, for my Cypriot you're brothers. Cip- I was, uh, Cypriot. You're not. What's the term? Cypriot. Cypriot. You're uh, not a Cypriot. But I was offended for my Cypriot brothers. It's funny, too, because I, I recently <laughs> had this me. conversation Jesus with Christ. a Cypriot who really? asked me when I spoke to him in Greek, he said, oh, are you Cypriot? And I was like, no. I'm Greek, and he's like, "Oh, I was like, but aren't we kind of like the same, same thing? thing, pretty much?" And like I church, mean, obviously, you guys are all the same. Basically. It's like, yeah, well, oh, how, how dare you go there? But it was kind of this, um, yeah. Obviously, obviously, there are differences, but anyway, um, but yes, he is embroiled in potentially a much larger uh, terrorist organization, and and uh, Gunther Bachmann's uh, sort of plan involves um, using uh, Annabel Richter, who's a civil rights lawyer played by Rachel McAdams in tandem with a guy named Tommy Brew played by Willem Dafoe. So it's not at all a convoluted plot. It actually plays out quite logically and I think incredibly effectively in so the movie. So Issa shows, shows up to Germany to get money that his father put in this bank. Yes, his father's like a Chechen like general, general of some kind. war criminal, we find Probably out. Probably a war criminal. Who, and a rapist. Or Russian, sorry. His father was Russian, right? His mother was Chechen, Chechen and died yeah. in, in childbirth. Yeah, we were getting this. We were, it was like, this plot is not convoluted, but listen to us totally. Well, I think we're up. also maybe getting too deep into it. This is a spy film. It's a spy film by Jean, Jean Le Carré. Uh, it's, it's the novel, yeah, um, which, was, which was apparently published in 2008. And um, is definitely written in response to 9-11. Definitely. And, um, it, it has all the hallmarks of, a, of one of his novels. It's very like down to the earth, down on the ground. There's no gadgets and, and sort of fancy stuff. There's actually a nice joke where, where Philip Seymour Hoffman's like, it writes like a pen. It's a pen. Oh, yeah. Like, there's <laughs> just some nice, like, it you records know, like, like a pen. little irreverent jokes. It records like a pen to um, maybe more conventional mainstream spy stuff. But this is like, it's almost like how there's hard sci-fi. This is like hard spy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that genre. So, yeah, it's... Uh, 
What did you think of the film, George? This is we should start and say that this is the last film. This is the last. This is the film. last film in our Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I would like. I would like to go back and there's some movies I wish we had. Kind of still want to talk about like Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. We could still do that, yeah. Um and um, Owning Mahoney, but of our original trajectory, this is the final. This is the end, my only friend. The end. Oh, I love Katy Perry. The thing is, um, so. I def- definitely, I enjoyed this film on a certain level, but I was not in any sort of way impressed. Wow. And, and as I texted you, I was like, I feel like this was a very long episode of Homeland. <laughs> it's nuts. And I think maybe it, it might have something to do with me being exhausted by 9-11, like, I guess, cinema in this kind of way. Like, it felt really, like, I could not believe that this film was only five years old. It really felt like it might have been like made in like mm. 2007, 2008, like when the novel initially came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, this film is only five years old. It feels so much older than that. Interesting. So I was, I think maybe I'm just exhausted by this particular kind of film or, or obviously it's not yeah, a so novel. So it's probably but good like to take novel. that on a stellar, take, take that out on a stellar version of an espionage <laughs> film about post nine, the post 9-11 world. But I wasn't even like, <laughs> totally convinced about the whole like, oh, there's like so many like, you know, this is like a gray world. There's like so much, like a lot of like moral nuance to it. And there's like all these questions about like morality and ethics, like all that shit that could make it interesting was not, in my view, dealt with in any me- mm. like thoughtful mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. well-developed way. Interesting. Do you think... So you liked it. I think it's... You so I, I, I saw... I, I, I don't know if I love it, but I'm I close to love it. I think in some ways it's my... Um, it's, it's, it is by far definitely my favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman performance. Mm. Um, wow. That's and um, I think you're just doing that to attract off. listeners, right? <laughs> Mark. And, um, and uh, it's my, it's by far my favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman performance. Um, and I can talk a lot about why. And it, 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 okay. it goes far beyond just the performance in the film. Do you think it's because it's his last or the mm, last one on film? That might have something to do with it, but I'll talk more about that. And I also think that um, it's not necessarily an espionage film as much as it is, shut the fuck up, dog. <laughs> a great character study, like a phenomenal character yeah, study. Well. And all of the moral nuance and grayness is explored in the characters, which is like, you know, you talk, what would you say are like the 9-11 films the 9-11 films yeah like like what are you talking about when you say oh, that because man, i think that that's I mean, um that oh, dumb and dumber yeah. sequel no fuck off what, <laughs> what do what do you what, which ones are you talking about i'm thinking about i'm thinking even like for example things like the born films which i think are saturated which obviously i realize those novels were in beforehand but that those are kind of saturated with a certain kind of um I don't know, like an international, yeah, but like this kind of like I don't know, um, not paranoia isn't the right word, but a certain kind of just gest- a little bit of that gesturing towards um, like this kind of much larger, broader political vision in which the old enemies are no longer the old enemies, and there's new kind of political alliances and nuances to kind of consider. Mm-hmm. And those films, to me, even though again I realize they're not directly about that, are in some sort of way a much better response to our like post nine eleven reality in and through cinema why why well i think they're just better done and i think like for example i think this film by grounding itself in 9-11 in the way it does because it doesn't fucking take into any sort of politically nuanced approach about what that event was like about it just kind of like i don't know it just it, it's it's like trying to just kind of like 
I don't, Hammer really uh, certain kind of specific point of view. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it does that the at all. The thing that pisses me off the, about this film that pissed me off also about Charlie Wilson's War mm. is that it suggests that there's a good way to do espionage. Um, there's. I don't. I think that this movie argues there's. I don't think this movie argues there's any right way to do espionage. I think it sets up opposing forces of how espionage is done and um, argues that the best laid plans or best intentions go awry uh, in general. I, I don't, I actually think that one thing that's interesting about the movie is that like, you know, we talked about Bourne a little bit when we talked about Mission Impossible. And one of the things that's really mm-hmm. interesting about Bourne is the last three entries in the series, uh, Bourne Supremacy, which is great, is good. Bourne um, Ultimatum, which is uh, like one of the best action movies ever made. And then Born, which is garbage, the hot steaming garbage, all directed by a British socialist with politics. All of his movies are really political. That's a really political movie. That's not bad in of itself because it like kind of it kind of like shields its politics and its action in a way. Um, I think in some ways this movie is a little apolitical. I think that Ant- Anton Corbijn, who's a music video director, is much more enamored with <coughs> the life. And the sort of, uh, how how do you say, like, the life of, and the sort of, like, minute-to-minute minutiae of these people's existences. And that's why I think the movie's really successful. Because I'm not Mm. spending my time, I'm not as concerned with the plot. I feel the plot in this film, and I feel for all the characters. But I'm not necessarily, it's not like a pulse-pounding film. It is at moments. But I I think it's a study. I think it's a study of what what morality might have to be when you are on the side of let's say law enforcement post 9-11 and you're sort of like the front line in in a sense and, and I, I'd like to be careful with my language here because this is complicated shit mm-hmm. and I think that like largely the western response to 9-11 has been a catastrophe yes. by and large yeah. but one of the things that I like about the movie is how Germany in a certain sense they're sort of portrayed as the like front line in what's in like the move west of these like sort of let's say use the term extremists right whether that's fair or not they're kind of just like fighting america these agents are fighting america on one hand and like working to sort of fix or keep germany safe so to speak like i think it's a much more nuanced take Uh, i don't really understand when you say that you think the, the 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 born films are a much more appropriate response to this than this film is because i think this film lives in a present tense that's really really much more grounded than yeah well well look at, let me ask you a question though don't you think even though there's nuance to the character don't you think we are for the most part like completely and utterly like rooting for phyllis Seymour hoffman in this because he comes across as being like the humane agent he's the one that for example gets isa like right what is it, like refugee status or something right. or like um sanctuary status in in germany right. he's the one that gets him the passports even though like obviously he gets pushed back behind that or towards that and they're like other like forces that are like no we can't help right. him and he's like no we have to help him so that he is presented as like the good spy right and also he he also says like oh no like the point about like not 
jumping and like arresting Issa right away because his boss Dieter's like, oh, you've led a terrorist. Played by Rainer Bach from one of the greatest films ever made, The White Ribbon. Oh, The White Ribbon. Yeah, yeah, it's a great film. He's in, sorry, I just, I love that movie. So yeah, there's two yeah. actors in this from The White Ribbon. That's a great film. He is seen as like, again, this like humane force, obviously again, who does also shady shit. So his relationship, for example, with the, um, with the child uh, with the son of Abdullah, I forget what his name was. Oh, the name of the son. Yeah, um, which is a great, great relationship. Um, Jamal. Jamal, and there's a, these played by a really great actor named Mehdi Debi. They're He's great, very good. Great scenes, um, especially also because there's like both intimacy, and you don't know to what extent it's like legitimate sincere or like totally oh i think it's meaning i think it means something it does yeah because later in the film he sort of explains his strategy which is we get close to these people we become their lovers as need be and he hugs him at some point like really awkwardly and the and uh, jamal's like oh this is kind of weird but like you could tell like philip seymour hoffman's kind of like invested in that human touch and yes so there there is again nuance to this character but i don't see how you're supposed to walk away from this film and not be like oh just like in Charlie Wilson's War, like there's a good way to do this and a bad way to do this. So even if you're doing it, like you should be nice. So your argument is there's no right way to do it. Correct. That's what yeah. the movie's about. No, to some see, I don't. But see, I totally disagree. <laughs> I mean, I mean I get, I get, but I, again, but again, I think I get, that but, 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 I think you're, and I don't, I don't mean this negatively, yeah. but I think no, you it, that you're, you might be a little bit wrapping up your own politics in your understanding of the movie, sure. which is not to say that you're wrong, because I. Again, I'm trying to to look at, I'm looking at the movie through, I think, a different lens, which is the lens of like, this is a character study. And that doesn't mean like the politics of the film are divorced from what it's about or any of those things. Not at all. But it's just an in- interesting, it's one of the things that's most interesting to the movie to me is that you're right. I think that we're meant to root for this guy. He's the protagonist. He sort of has this quality of being like wanting to do right by these people. And it even strains credibility when he's like, I want to get Ab- Fasal Abdallah the sort of philanthropist activist on our side. It's yeah. like a little bit like, uh, come on. But again, there's no discussion of this movie. I don't think outside of the performance that Philip Seymour Hoffman gives in it, you're rooted in his experience. He's the main character of the movie. Of course you're going to sympathize with him. Like there's no, there's no way to hide from the reality. But he's not a total scum. Like Dieter is a total scumbag. He's not a scumbag. Well, any German official or any, government official of that level is a total scumbag. I do appreciate the fact that the Americans are the bad guys in this film. Like, to- don't get me wrong. Like, totally No, they really are the bad guys. Yeah, and like course. Robin Wright can is, Penn is exquisitely Robin cast. Wright. Yeah. Robin Wright. <laughs> Taking a step back from like wherever we might see the politics, like I ultimately think one of the things that is interesting about the movie is the idea that like at the end of the film when it seems like there's going to be a humane solution to this, the shock and awe troops just come in and take this guy out. And it's like, from some perspective, that's effective. That works. Like, and so it's like, to me, there is a dialectic set up in, ooh, a dialectic set up where, ding, ding, we said it, where the sort of humane approach is juxtaposed against the other approach. And I don't, I don't think the movie is entirely 100% rooting for Hoffman's goals. I think the movie is entirely rooting for the character. And I think that, Again, this is not a movie ultimately about espionage. It's about one man and like sort of mm-hmm. the choices he's made to get him where he's going to be. So I don't know. I think the film's kind of not apolitical. Like I think it has a as a as a as a reach towards humanity, but I think it's also like more complicated than that. And what yeah. makes it more complicated than that are the character dynamics. 
You right, yeah. Well, the character dynamics. Um, you mean the kind of like their interpersonal relationships? Yes. Okay. Such as, so like Philip Seymour Hoffman and or Gunther and Jamal, or let's say yes, or Philip Seymour Hoffman and um, Erna. Uh, Nina Haas's character. Great relationship. Yeah. One of the most interesting things about the movie yeah, totally, yeah. is this sort of like clearly they are in love with one another um, and it doesn't seem as though their love has ever quite been consummated. There's yeah. a scene where they're, they want, they don't want Rachel McAdams to see them. So they kiss. Um, and right she before goes that he by, says like, oh, you're like the perfect you're one the for love me. of my life. Yeah. And um, after he pulls away, uh, Nina Haas puts her hand on his back. Like they're always touching each yeah, other yeah, and yeah. it's, Except for at the very end, after everything gets fucked up, they just make eye contact. Um, I think that's really beautiful because it the movie sort of creates this picture of this guy who's as obsessed with his job and only caring about his job and all these things. But it's clearly much more complicated than that. Like he's a much more complicated way yeah. of relationship to different people in well, his and, life. And he's also dealing with, and we don't find out the exact details, but something apparently happened like in Beirut where he fucked something up and a whole bunch of people died. And you find out that he's been moved, removed. You've been moved to Hamburg, yeah. Hamburg. And Robin Wright says at some point tells him like, "Oh no, that was us. Like we Americans messed that up for you, and that's why all of your like or some of your field agents or whatever the case might be died." But there's also a suggestion that he wants to be in Hamburg. Yeah. So I mean, again, like I'm not, I'm, I'm totally not downing that. Like the interpersonal relations are interesting, and I, th- I should also say that it wasn't as if like I hated this film. I just felt well, like it sounds like you fucking hated. I it. just felt like I was like okay, I've seen this. I've seen the whole like, oh, the conflicted spy thing before. In what? I mean, I don't, well, like, uh, uh, sorry, like, sorry to keep harping on like the Homeland thing, but like, this, again, this reminded me like a very long episode of like Homeland. Homeland and this are very different things. Homeland's a TV show with like an arc that needs to do yeah. a certain thing. This no, is I a know, but two no, hour movie with like a no, breathtaking the, visual but, sense. But it still, it still operates in the same way of like you have agents or you have people who are doing things that are shady or right. let's say are against the law or against is right. the, the term constitution for example is brought up a lot here and Philip Seymour Hoffman at some point has that discussion right where they're all sitting around talking about what it is that his agency does or his private right. agency does and he basically says like oh yes we do those things that are not um, allowed by the law to get a barracuda you need to catch <laughs> I love yeah. that I love <laughs> no, he to get his speech is so and he's like so to get good. a and the guy's like to get a barracuda and I don't fish like, it's a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> German you hate German it's a fucking it's metaphor it's a metaphor um, and I, I don't know. I was just like, okay, I've seen this before. So let me ask even you. even even in even in like, which again is like totally different film. We'll be talking about it in a couple of weeks. But even in that, is it in the first Batman where he develops the? No, it's in the second one, right? Where he develops like the yes. Um, th- this the is spy actually a, a, a lot like the Dark Knight in a much more yes. nuanced way. So this is my problem, though. Like you, most mo- post nine eleven movies are are like I think the Dark Knight is as, is as good as it gets in terms of that stuff and like in terms of like a grand scale or movie. Zero Dark Thirty. I think Zero Dark... I was listening to uh, something today about Zero Dark Thirty. I think Zero Dark Thirty is like a phenomenally well-made movie. It is. It's like, so is this. It's like so... But it doesn't mean its politics aren't terrible. No, the politics is... And it, the thing about Zero Dark Thirty is that in light of its... In light of how we've learned about reality, like that film becomes much more problematic. But I think when you watch it, it's 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 a more complicated movie. I'm not saying that it's it's excused. Like it's very clear that they use torture as like they they propose the idea that this works. That but, it works, yeah. Um, this movie has yeah, so no. I Henry Kissinger love that film. Oh ha, my god, ha, Henry ha, Kissinger ha. And, and Marty are here. There's no hello. There's no. There's Watch no, the Irishman there's no now like, on Netflix. There's no like level of controversy in this. There's nothing in this film that is akin to that in terms of like they're not. I mean, they're doing shitty things. Well, they're not. 
but they're not being they're not torturing anyone to the, the closest they get to torturing anyone is like slamming her down on the the uh, slamming rachel mcadams down when she gets grabbed by right him. and they abduct her right and to and, get information yeah and she's like you know am i like being held like can i go and he's like go i think go that away. i wonder if like maybe part of this huh? is like huh? i was a good accent would do it again go go away Go away. His, I have to say, I think he's. he's it's great. It's great. No, it's I think great. it's totally believable. What I also loved about it too is like he doesn't like lean into it to the no. point where it becomes absurd. We like all he knows exactly where to stop. stop. Yeah, it's really yeah, true. Well, exactly. he's the greatest that ever lived. Um, do you? Can I ask you? Uh, can you I ask that, like? I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound like I'm baiting you, or I'm being like an alt right troll right now. So just go with me here. But like, do you think that um, the law enforcement and terrorism is not a nuanced, complicated thing? Like in its essentials. Mm-hmm. I think 9-11 it changed everything. <laughs> but also, well, it didn't, it didn't. But, but well, I think my point is more that like that's the language that's used to talk about like how we behave now, which is like yes, we, yeah. we're massively uh, Islamophobic, uh, problematic, uh, much, much harder on immigrants than we've ever been. Like it's in a weird way, it's like everything that that, all the worst things that could have resulted from that have happened. Right. But what I appreciate about this movie and like maybe this is naive of me from a certain perspective is that I like that this movie is about a guy who's like, I want to protect people. I want to keep people safe. I don't think the way to keep people safe is to throw them in Guantanamo Bay and fuck them for six years. Like, I think that that's a good thing about the movie. I think it makes it more compelling and complicated. The, the good thing is again, like the, the Americans are the bad guys and right. that's made very clear. And it's not a movie about firepower or responding with violence. It's a movie about investigating and solving and like drawing things out longer than they have. But to he, be. when he abducts her, so he abducts Annabelle, Richter. Rachel, Rachel McAdams. And at some point he like basically says to her like, like, Oh, you know, he's like, he's like attacking her in the most kind of, like, he basically says like, Oh yes, we know your dad. He's a judge. Um, he's you're, a, you're, 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 he, he calls her a left-wing lawyer, right? Well, of course who, that like, guy's conservative. Terrorists. Of course that guy is conservative, right? But I'm saying is like, what are you like? The the nuance is like, no, they're they're both part of the same thing. It's not like what are they both part of the same thing of the fucking like national espionage apparatus? Okay, I it's see. All bad. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of like it's like the same thing when people talk about like oh you could have like a humane CEO or like there's such a thing as like a good billionaire. They're just all bad. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mm. fucking matter what form they take because they're all representative. So you just think all, it's all es- all espionage needs to go, all of it. Yes, oh, okay. I th- I would disagree. <laughs> you Henry. need a fish to catch a barracuda, a barracuda to catch a shark. I invited you on here. No, I just think it's interesting. And all you're talking about is wanting to bomb other countries. I think that the movie. <laughs> yes, I love that. It's very. Where is he from? Henry Kissinger, uh, Secaucus. Is he really? No, I have no idea. <laughs> The, the uh, which um which layer of hell has all like the the sacks where people emerge from them like they're covered in blood? And a woman told me that she really admired a German woman told me that she admired Henry Kissinger. Oh god, I'm getting chills. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. He's from oh, he's born in the Weimar Republic. Oh, the Weimar, no less. Is that not how you say it? No, I know. I, I think it is. Yeah. If only we had a our German friend Fennis here, he would definitely. Uh, he was born in Firth, Bavaria. Birthplace of Bertolt Brecht. But what do you? But, but when you translate Bavaria, yeah. When you translate Bavaria, hey guys, you want some good foley? Into oh, there it is. Go ahead. When you translate Bavaria into English, it's Secaucus. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> fucking knows that. I took a year of German, and that's the only thing I remember. Um, let's take a pot. I want to come back to this, but but first, our commercial break is sponsored by Jesus. Um, <laughs> George, and I are, well, George and I are drinking Knob Creek. 
and that's too much of it in my glass. Um, and yeah. I think that that's a great segue to talk about uh, again in honor of Gunther Phil Hoffman's performance in this movie, and I unequivocally think it's my favorite Phil Hoffman performance. Yeah, that I mean that's probably the most the hottest of all takes. Well, because scalding hot, I get human torch. So hot. let's talk a couple. But this is the last film we're conceivably going to be talking about um, with with Phil Hoffman. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to a real cheers. Uh, actually yeah let's take your PSH the, the goat we've like definitely gone the run the gamut in terms of like Scotty and Boogie Nights uh, Truman Capote his part in uh, Talented Mr. Ripley The Master all these things it is unfathomable unfathomable to me that the guy who played Scotty in Boogie Nights plays a German spy master. Yeah. And why I think I love this performance so much is because like, I think he's phenomenal in the master. Like that probably would be in my number two pick. Maybe it's that he passed away uh, after completing this film, but there's something about watching this sort of like overweight smoker, Probably Drinker. an alcoholic. Oh yeah. Um, There's a joke about him, like at the bar. He said, "Like I'm a, I'm a cave dweller. Like everybody knows me at this bar." Right, and like he's just—it's just such a—it's a person you would walk by on the street, and I think that that's like so fucking great because again, like I, I'm bored with the designation of every man necessarily, but like, so it's not that it's not that Philip Seymour. I think that the conclusion that I've come to is not that he's an every man because that's generic. It's that he's like a very specific person. And I think what's beautiful about this performance is there's nothing showboaty about it. There's nothing like pushing the envelope about it. It's not about the acting. It's about like living the experience. There's a shot towards the end of the movie where they go to Berlin to get permission to sort of put their plan into place to capture Fazal Abdallah. And uh, they go up in an elevator and there's this brief shot. It's like four seconds. And Phil Hoffman is just, or Gunther is looking up, looking very specifically at like a specific spot. And it's like, it's so inhabited by a real person. It's the same thing how he like pauses to grab a towel in, before, in Mission Impossible 3. Mm-hmm. And like, this is just a person that like existed on camera. And like, what I love about this, like this is a guy I want to go drinking with. This is a person that I'm like innately fascinated by. And I also think that like, what I think is so beautiful about this as like the last Phil Hoffman performance that we got is that it's probably his most like craftsman-like performance. Like, this is a person who excels at their craft, taking a part he probably thought was cool because no one's going to hire that guy to play a spy in any conventional setting, in any sort of normal movie, going like, this is my chance. And, like, he doesn't get in the way of it. It's so rooted in, like, a real person's reality. And, like, I don't know. I find it incredible. I find it like incredibly I, moving to watch him in this film. I will I, say while watching it, I kept think I kept thinking a lot about like our discussion, like the binary they've developed about like big Phil, little Phil. Right. And how this character and obviously a lot of them kind of deconstruct that binary, but this character in particular inhabits both of those worlds. Beautifully. So he's obviously this kind of alpha male spy right. because he could literally like get people he has this incredible power. You could literally like abduct people off the street and manipulate them, right? Have them do terrible things, but yes, that there's also something so fucking pathetic about him, yes, and so sad about him. Like that one scene where he plays like those kind of notes on the piano, it's beautiful, r- yeah. right before the final plan, right, um, unfolds is a really kind of sad, lonely moment, 
Right. And you could like imagine the sky and this like the shitty apartment who's surrounded. I don't. By, like, I really don't imagine that German spies make a lot of money when they. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's you, just like a real. It's funny because I saw that. I saw that apartment. And I was like, huh? Like would he actually be living in that kind of apartment? I was like, yeah, I think that's. No, I think that's. It, it feels yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in the sense, like even if he had money, he wouldn't. Like know what, what to do with it or what would he yeah. spend it on? Yeah. And he has this piano and he like just plays a little bit and he's on like he's in this like white undershirt. Right. And there's a sadness. He's smoking and there's a glass of whiskey. And there's a sadness to that scene. And I'm like, yes. He's totally. a true believer too. The character is a true believer, which I think is really interesting. And like he thinks he's doing yeah, the yeah. right kind of work. But I but I I mean I would put the master his performance in the master above this i'd put the capote above this i would even maybe put the, the performance in doubt above this mm. but this They're is a lot more showboaty yeah well this is yeah this is this is um again really restrained but that's the when he's i, I think it's the best most yeah. interesting yeah. um except at the end when he like obviously the plan goes to shit and he gets really fuck! emotional yeah but that is fuck, it's amazing it's, oh, it's so amazing good. yeah um i think also the interplay, like he's kind of a father figure to some of the other characters in the sense that like they do things right and he's like, good. Like he's very, he's very caring about the people in his life, I think is true. I think he cares about like, I mean, he's clearly in love with uh, Erna, Nina Haas. One of the things I love about the movie is there's like very early on, she's like sitting at her desk and she's like, oh, I got another wedding invitation. Yeah, I love that he's like, He says something like, uh, another woman goes to the wall and he goes, what's the wall? And she says, the husband or something like or, that. Yeah. Or he says, yeah. And like, it's just clear their relationship is established. Like these are not, what? these are not people that are ever going to make time She's, for a personal life. Sorry. She says, she says, oh, it's, it's sad to see another woman going to the wall. And he says, well, what about the guy? And she says, well, he's the wall. Right, that's what it is. <laughs> and he's drinking like scotch or something like that in that something. scene. And like, you just know who these people are. And like, he loves her. Like, I like how he sort of lights up when she, when they have like yeah. interaction and, yeah, it's just a really, I mean, it's not the obvious choice, but it's like, again, I saw this film the day it opened and I was pretty broken up about him passing away and sort of like sit in that movie theater when he, at the end of the film, drives and gets out of the car. I love that shot, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know where he's going. I love, yeah, I do love I think he's going to like HQ to lose his fucking mind and like maybe blow some people away. Like I sort of wonder where he's going to go, but. Like literally blow them away? I don't know what he's going to yeah. do, but like he could be. He's, I also thought maybe he's going to go commit suicide. Like I don't know what this guy is going to do at the end of the movie. And it's like, it's obvious, but it's also such like a, such a, a sadly perfect ending for a guy that, that like he just disappeared. And I know that's not, yeah. that's reductive to what happened to him in real life, but like it's almost the entrance audience is deserved of him. Seriously. Yeah. Well, which yeah. is like, I'm going to, own this f- movie the screen for two hours and then i'm gonna disappear yeah i just wouldn't also i i was just laughing because i imagine him being like he's driving away he's sad and then he's like oh wait i forgot that i have tickets to go see david hasselhoff perform tonight so you know the world isn't that bad you know because they love him over there great <laughs> um but I just, David I don't know. I, I find it beautiful. Anybody? I love the scene no. when he gets off the helicopter and he pulls his pants up like because he's overweight and like his guts hanging out over I his... I totally missed that detail. It's just a, it's just a, I don't know. It's a beautiful No, there's lots of great, yeah. There's yeah. lots of great moments. There's, hey, there's things we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about it. He's incredible and the devil knows you're dead. Uh, yeah. I also fucking love the, the scene where he totally like, Willem Dafoe meets with uh, Rachel McAdams and then he, Gunther meets with Tommy and he basically says something like, you know, like... 
He's like, what, you think she's going to sleep with you? She's like, even with all, I think he calls it black money. So like, even with all your black money, like yeah. she, won't, he, she won't sleep with you. You're way too old for her. Like, so am I. Like, she won't sleep with guys like this. And like the way he like just quickly manipulates yeah. him to get him to do what he wants him to do is like so fucking good. I hate to say it, but I think this is a weak Willem Dafoe performance. I don't, I don't buy him as a German at all. Um, like I, I th- not that I bought, not that I'm like, oh, Philip Hoffman is convincingly German, but like, I don't think Willem Dafoe knows what to do with the accent. And well, this I, is where the accents, like, to me, I'm always like, why do we have to have? At least they're not English, movies. though. Like, at least it's not like <laughs> so many movies have about like Europe made by Americans. And they're just English, it's like, yeah. Hello. No, I get that, but like, also like, what? Uh, like I don't know, it just seems so like unconvincing. Yeah, and I, I'm I, glad that we hear some Turkish in this film, at least that we get a feel for like there's a large, let's say, like Turkish diaspora here. And we didn't talk about this, but the people that take Isa yes. in, the first people that take Isa in, are Turkish. Are, are Turkish. No, that is nice because it's a very realistic. It's uh, a very realistic touch, and yeah. also, yeah, you get the feel for that this much larger, let's say, cosmopolitan, multi-ethnic, multinational right. city. Germany is not just full of Germans, right? That, and Berlin and slash Hamburg, Hamburg, all these yeah. cities. Um, yeah, when I used to teach English as a second language, a lot of the people I worked with were Turks who were raised in Germany, and it was kind of the first time I, d- I didn't know that was yeah, a yeah. thing. I didn't and maybe know also that. think about that film head on. I forgot who the director is. Um, Have you seen it? Um, um, yes, it's. Um, I know the director, which is also very much Fatih about Akka or something. Like yes, that. about uh, Turks living in <laughs> Germany. Yes, I haven't seen it. Is that with? It's um, a good film. Is that with um, the, the German the actress? Thrones? Oh, Carrie Van Houten. No, 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 no. The Turkish actress oh. who was in Game of Thrones. Forget oh. her name. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I just think that the 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 indelible image in this movie is the empty car at the end and the absence yeah, of a person. Totally. And I think um, it's such a fitting conclusion to like such a yeah a career that was cut like tragically too. Sh- I'm gonna have a little more bourbon. <laughs> Taking um, this up. No, I think. Um, it's kind of like this is the first film where we have to confront the fact that he passed away um, in the sense that like it's I think he passed away in like February or March and the film came out in June. maybe. Okay. So soon after. Um, it's a, I think it's yeah, a great it's movie. I think you're being really hard on it. I guess if, if I have an opinion, it's I that l- what I'm drawn to. But shut the fuck up. Sorry, 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 what sorry. I'm drawn to about the movie is that it doesn't. I don't, me politically, me personally, I'm not like pro, I'm not pro law enforcement in any way. You better be. But I'm, oh my God, Henry, 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 no one invited you, but I am really drawn to a movie that explores like the complexities of those things because A, it's interesting and B, like it, it presents me with a worldview that I don't hold. I like your sympathetic reading of it, though. I like the fact that it can also, which I totally get, can also be read as, let's say, the um, the trouble in having faith in these kind of institutions. Right. So that the film ends, again, with Philip. I mean, obviously, it doesn't end with him having this, like, conversion moment of him being like, oh, my God, I was wrong all the time, which thankfully it doesn't. Right. But I do also like your reading of it that, like, no, it gets us to a place where it seems to suggest, like, None of the options are good options, which is what I'm trying to say. Right. I just maybe like it's my also limitations or reductive reading in it and wanting it to be a bit more didactic in that sense. And that could well, be my I think, fault. I think also, what's well, not your fault? I think no, it's no, just know, that I'm you just have saying, a very I'm just specific... trying to be humble. I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> I think you have a very specific... I think that when, when you and I have butted heads in the past about this stuff, it's because like... um, I I don't know. I think that you have a specific read of things politically that like... I'm 99% in line with, but I also think that like, 
the nice thing about a work of art or a film is that you don't you can entertain you can watch it and entertain it as like different from your perspective totally. or your point of view and that's not to say that like you can't apply your own politics or point of view to it but this shit's complicated like in other words uh we're going to talk about the dark night and mm-hmm. the dark night rises in the coming months and i think that like someone once said to me that they thought the dark night was the best post 911 movie ever made which is interesting, right? But this is a far more interesting movie about post nine eleven than Batman because, unfortunately, in terms of its politics, yeah. Because I think, unfortunately, like, but then again, that's I don't know. I see, think I would, it, see, okay, sorry to 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 kind of go, come back on what you were saying. I think that's a better movie. Like the Dark Knight's a better movie, but its politics are far more, in my eyes, reactionary than this is. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably accurate. Let me ask you, um, do you think some of your reservations about this movie are because it's a genre film? No, not at all. Because sometimes you you poo-poo genre. And I think that this movie transcends genre. I love me some genre. I think that one of the things I love about this movie is it's a genre film that like you don't have to be invested in the genre to care about because the characters are so like beautifully drawn. (laughs) Did you think it was a there was a Jack Goes Boating illusion there? I don't sw- I don't I, I don't, don't vote. I don't vote. Or, or no, I don't sail. I don't sail. I don't yeah, sail. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> I, was like <gasps> I think this is a, a. I think this is like a remarkably fitting way for Philip Seymour Hoffman, the actor, to to like say goodbye because it's mm-hmm. so. Um, it's not thunderous, it's not massive. It's just like it, an yeah. incredible human presence on camera. Yeah, for one of the last. Ugh. So sad. Rip to a real one. Rip to the... Ugh, fuck, man. There's never going to be another one. There's never going to be another one. Yeah. Um, Jeez, what a note to end on. I'm Liam Billingham. <laughs> we're just cutting no, straight done, to I'm it. Done, I'm done. <laughs> I'm George Fagopoulos. And this is whiskey. <laughs> this was... Oeuvre Busters. Good.